The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and his disciples set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Along the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter said to him in reply, You are the Christ. Then he warned them not to tell anyone about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and rise after three days. He spoke this openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. At this he turned around and, looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. The Gospel of the Lord. I don't know, it might make sense. You know, of course, Peter is called the, the rock, but um, to see, you know, he, to see how resilient he is, I think, uh, not the easiest thing in the world, I think, to be called Satan by, uh, by Jesus, but is, uh, you know, he, uh, he gets himself straightened out in the end, but there's, there are many more twists and turns for the poor guy. <laughs> it's just, uh, but he's, uh, yeah, good old St. Peter. Anyway, um, yeah, what's going on here? Jesus, uh, to this uh, part, to this point in the Gospel of Mark, um, you know, the, we've seen the, the case being made that he, that he is the Christ. And um, you know, this, is the, this is the climax of this particular part, is that, is that Peter is able to say it, right? You, you, are, you are the Christ. Now, of course, you know, for us, we have kind of many layers of, religious meaning on, on top of that. Um, uh, likely, this is, this is a very kind of narrow sense of things that Peter is offering, which is, you're the Messiah. You're, you're God's anointed king. And uh, Mark, in, in retelling this narrative, again, remember, like, he's a traveling companion. Mark is a traveling companion of Peter. So this is like, like through, through Peter's preaching, than that he's getting what it is he's offering in his uh, in in his gospel, and I think it's quite remarkable itself when we consider the kind of rapid turn of events here in the gospel and Peter's Peter's own willingness to recount that he was called Satan by Jesus. <laughs> this is not this is not nothing. Thinking of the picture of Saint Peter that we're drawing you know, sometime after uh, the resurrection. Um, yeah, but, but, uh, but what's going on here is he's, he's identifying him as the Messiah. Mark has been at pains to show us that's exactly, what, that's exactly what he is. That's exactly what's happening here. Because he's shown him, of course, from the, from the time of the baptism on. And he's shown himself, he's shown Jesus to be at the, the head of the Israel renewal movement that, that God wants to accomplish. And he's perhaps showing us a little bit more than even the disciples had access uh, to see. But here, yeah, they 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 give it right. Who do, who do people say that I am? You know, one of the one of the prophets. I mean, these, the prophets are really they're wild people. I mean, in a in a world that's in a world that's upside down, they're the ones who look upside down, right? You just have. I mean, you could think of John the Baptist if you want, right? Like wearing 
like a coarse hair garment and and eating locusts and and wild honey and whatever and it's like living out living out in the middle of nowhere and it's like who what you know what is but that's who they think Jesus is yeah so there's there's something about it's not just something about him it's who he is is very different than a lot of kind of the the popular portrayals of of him today yeah not just not really today not so much today kitsch art is not is <laughs> not today right it's however many years ago it is just a kitsch image of jesus and it's like ah it's so saccharine it's horrible um but anyway we do we have the right do we have the right image of jesus maybe maybe not yeah this and this is the this is where the gospel starts to turn because actually the disciples don't have the right image of him and peter doesn't have it he doesn't have it at hand he's just right he's just made this great profession of faith you're the christ you're god's anointed king Okay, then as God's anointed king, I'm going to do battle with the forces of evil, right? I'm going to, I'm going to overturn uh, or overcome Israel's enemies. Um, I'm going to push through to the other side, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to suffer uh, the, the fate of, uh, or I'm going, to suffer, I'm going to suffer the consequences of sin and death in order to roll back the rule of sin and death. And I'm, going to, I'm going to come out on the other side victorious, right? But Again, the kind of cryptic language that, that he offers. What does, what does it mean for, for someone, for the disciples, to expect Jesus to march into Jerusalem and, uh, and come up uh, you know, with, a, with the military victory that would, that would uh, cast out the Romans? What does it mean for them to hear that he's going to go and suffer and die at the hands of his, enemy, his enemies within Israel and outside of Israel? And then on the third day be raised, like what does that what does that even mean? Does it mean that we're gonna be under it for three days and then we're gonna come back up? So there's there's some there's a lot of confusion. Peter's grasping something and he's hearing death as defeat. Yeah, which by the way is still good. <laughs> That's I want to hold on to that. Death is defeat, because death is a corrupting force. In no way do I want to collude with it. And say, actually, you know, death's not so bad. And no, it is. It's horrible. It's, it's, you know, the chief disfiguring force acting on God's good creation. It's horrible. It's terrible, right? And we suffer sickness. That's bad enough. You know, death, the extreme of that. Jesus is going to die. St. Peter hears it. Yeah, it registers in him. He said, no way, no way. I'm not going to let you die. There's no way. I would die before you die. You know, like, I'm go- I will throw... And, of course, Peter, because right, he's, he's, so, you know, he's so strong and powerful himself. You know, if, I'm, if, you're, if, if I will die before you die, you're not going to die. You know, like... And, I, and actually, if, if he gets to die first, he doesn't even have to imagine Jesus dying. You know, even if... So it's actually... Can I say, this is um, maybe for, for us men... This is as close to something like I love you as you get, right? It's like he's not gonna he's not really gonna say that to Jesus, but he's pretty close to saying that. I can't even imagine you dying because I will die before you die. Right? So there's a lot of there's a lot of good here. But of course, Peter's struggle there is not so much about his struggle against death and its corrupting forces. It's his ability to imagine what Jesus is going to do but more more to the point he has his own sense of what 
Jesus is supposed to be doing or going to do, and that's what he's holding on to very tightly. And, and of course, uh, Jesus, because he's going the way of self-giving love, because Jesus is going the way of, say, holiness and justice, right? So there's this, um, Jesus is going to, he's going to push to the frontier, right? He's going to, he's going to take that agenda as far as possible, and then he's going to be engaged in the conflict and suffer and die in the conflict and push through to the, to the other side. Of course, they don't, they don't see this, but this is the way Jesus is, is determined to go. And what he needs from his disciples, and of course, what he needs from us, is for us to, is for them to trust and follow him. And for us to trust and follow him. And this is what it means for, for him to be God's anointed king. He's at, he's at the head of the movement. He's the one who's leading the way. He's the one who's, you know, pushing into battle. He's the one who's pushing through the line. And we have to trust and follow. There's, no, there's simply no other way. There's simply no other way than the way of Christ Jesus. And I, I will pull it back and say, there's no other way than the way of self-giving love. There's simply not. So if you want to have some part of your life where you don't live under the challenge of self-giving love, it's, mm, I don't know, oh, I was going to say something bad. Well, the, well, no, I was going to say, no, you know what I was going to say? I want to say, and I, then say I'm not entirely sure. I was going to say, that's satanic. I mean, Jesus just said it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know that I want to own that. I mean, I know I said it out loud, but it's, I don't know what, what kind of speech this is. But this is, I'm going to go back and think about it and pray about it. But I, so I just want to say, like, it's, it's, it's that we have, he's the, he's the one who's doing it, Jesus, right? So it's, it's not even, so again, yeah, I want to say, like, what I said yesterday and somewhat recently, I'm not trying to create a new moral demand here so that you can, like, oh, you know, oh, I've got to follow you, like this kind of thing. It's like, okay, let's get our sights set on, on him, but understand that he's the one who's making it happen in us. So, yeah, like, we, we know he's calling us, he's, he's calling us to to go this way of self-giving love, and and it's everything. It's the only way. It's you know as uh, as we see in the scriptures, it's the narrow gate, right? It requires a lot of effort. The rest, of it, this is this is the way. But it's not as though we can go that way also without him. He's still the one who's leading the way. He's still the one who's calling for our trust. He's still the one who's calling for us to follow him. It's, it's the only way. And as we say, yes, okay, Lord, I, I trust you. And as we say that, we, can, we might be able to feel it go down a bit deeper, a bit deeper as, as we go. The renewal that he wants to work is being uh, affected in us. Because just as in, in Genesis, again, we hear about man being made in the image and likeness of God. This is the renewal that he wants to affect in us. He wants to give us hearts that, that praise God. 
And then, and as a result of, of their being, you know, enlarged by our, our love of God and, uh, and kind of put, put on his, on his way by, by praising him, we're then able to live our lives in his service, pouring ourselves out in love for the other, but motivated for, motivated out of, uh, love of God and, and praise of him. So, Again, this, this renewal that, that is being affected in us is, is a real high point for us. It's not like, a, it's not like the a point of fixation, but it's to say, you know, Jesus, with Jesus as the point of fixation for us, then, then our lives, um, are, are being renewed by Him as we're drawn out of ourselves and into that relationship with, with the true and living God who is love. And as we're brought, as we're, caught up in that exchange, we find that it's, we find that it's simply what comes quote unquote naturally. Perhaps it, it's just what comes supernaturally as, as a result of our being caught up in that, in that eternal exchange of glorifying love that is God. We're, we're made ready to pour ourselves out in, in His service. Okay. And it, uh, yeah, so I won't say anything else about Satan, but this is, <laughs> but, but that's it. And that's the, that has to be then the focus of our hearts and lives. Jesus has to be the focus of our hearts and lives. Going his way, no matter the cost, has to be the, the focal point of our, of our hearts and lives. And, and, and when, we can, when we can hold true to Jesus, in, even in the face of, of misunderstanding, of, of uh, conflict, of uh, all, all manner of, of headwinds and, and the like, if we, can hold, uh, if we can hold on to Jesus and his, in, in his way, in the midst of whatever, whatever comes to oppose us, then everything else will just, will take care of itself, right? Everything else is, we will find is, is going to be downstream of that. So again, we make our dedicated offering, uh, this morning here, uh, offering when, when, as Jesus offers himself to his father, we're offering ourselves along with him. We're making this dedicated offering, um, for, uh, this, for the centering of our hearts, on, uh, on the on God and His and His purposes, we will prioritize Him at all costs and be caught up then in His uh, renewed people movement that is set about restoring the world by bringing His love to life wherever it is He sends us.